Hello, friends, and welcome to the Kindred Life Podcast. I'm your host, Christine Marie Bailey, a regenerative farmer, author, wife, and mom, and I'm so glad you're here. Join me each week as I share encouraging and faith-filled stories, prompts, challenges, and conversations that will breathe life into your days and moments so you can dig more deeply into a life of connection right where you are. Do you want to live more bravely, purposefully, and connected to the people and tangible experiences that matter most? Then listen in. Hello, friends. I'm back today with another From the Outside episode. These are the episodes here on the podcast where I actually record outside, either here on Kindred Farm or somewhere else. The first From the Outside episode is actually recorded by a mountain stream in the Blue Ridge Mountains of North Carolina. So these episodes are birthed from my love of the outdoors and just how therapeutic nature has been for me for so many years, whether I've lived in suburbia where I grew up or a giant city like Dallas, Texas, where I lived for 11 years or now in the countryside outside of Nashville. So today I am in a really fun place. I have been looking forward to recording in here for a while. I am actually sitting inside our mini six foot by 10 foot greenhouse. And when I say I am inches from seedlings everywhere, I mean inches, like I can reach out and touch them right now. So I'm actually sandwiched next to them. It's actually really, really cold out here today. We are past the spring of deception in Tennessee and back to winter. So I am wearing a beanie and the greenhouse itself is like 80 degrees because we've had heat lamps in here and a heater and the heat is kind of trapped in here. So it's actually toasty and warm. But you should definitely go to the blog post to check out the behind the scenes photos from this episode. Go to christinemariebailey.com and then click on the blog. And I always post a blog post for each episode. And I like to share some behind the scenes photos of where I recorded it or some things that I talked about in the episode. So I thought this would be really fun. I am kind of close to the road, so you might hear some cars going by in the background, but we're just going to go with it. So the point of these From the Outside episodes is really to give you a chance to slow down with me and just to encourage you to get outside wherever you are, even just for 15 minutes, to take a deep breath and exhale and see the beauty all around you. These episodes are a little bit shorter and we'll walk through a practice of engaging all five of our senses. Now, this is a practice that you can join me in doing right where you are, and I hope this encourages you to get outside more, and when you do get outside, to really stop and soak up the sounds and the textures. Look up, look down, and notice what's unfolding around you. I say this in every outside episode, but getting outside has never not come through for me. Through all the different stages of life, through all different troubles or challenges that I faced, getting outside never ceases to help me center myself remember who I am and what I was created for. I hope this episode will also help you to just take a deep cleansing breath and go back into your own beautiful life with fresh courage. If you're facing challenges today and you're going through some really hard things, I am with you. And this does not negate those 
hard things, but hopefully it will help you to center yourself on your creator so that you can get through those things with more courage and more joy and more peace. So in this episode today, I am going to weave in some quotes by environmentalist Rachel Carson. If you don't know who she is, she was born in 1907. So she was a biologist and nature writer in the mid-1900s. Her book, Silent Spring, was a best-selling book that actually led to the ban of that terrible chemical DDT that was being sprayed everywhere in the U.S., kind of in the mid-1900s. And her activism sparked a movement that led to the creation of the Environmental Protection Agency. So cool. This is hitting really close to home right now for me. So in our homeschool, we just read an excellent picture book this week about Rachel Carson, and it is called Rachel Carson and Her Book That Changed the World. And I'll link to that in the show notes for sure. Reading biographies is one of my absolute favorite things that we do in our homeschool, and I believe it's so important to share other people's stories with our children, no matter where they go to school, if they're in public or private or homeschool. This is something that I think is so important to do in our homes and present stories of people who are courageous and push through challenges um, from all different ethnicities and backgrounds and walks of life. And how they rose above the situations of their life to make a difference in the ways that God gifted them. So that book is a really, really good one. And this also hits close to home because this week here in our community in Middle Tennessee, there's a really important environmental issue that is going through the House of Representatives Agricultural Committee um, regarding just some really concerning plans for a waste facility and landfill that is supposed to be going next to the Duck River here in the Columbia, Tennessee area. And the Duck River is one of the most biodiverse rivers in the country. So we have been learning about that. Um, I've been sharing this news with my daughters, and we've spent the morning actually writing to all of our House of Representatives in Tennessee Um, to speak up about this issue. As a regenerative farm, this is really concerning to us because everything we do here is about helping support a healthy ecosystem. So and creating a better environment right now for us to live in and for plants and animals and all of the creatures that live in the in the waterways around us, but also for future generations. So That's something on my heart and my mind today. But as we walk through our five senses on this episode, let's think about the healing power of nature. This is something that Rachel Carson talks a lot about. And as a believer, I truly believe that God created it this way for us to enjoy. It did not have to be beautiful, but it is. And that matters to God and it should matter to us. And I believe that we have a responsibility as people created by God to care for and protect his creation here on earth. So Rachel Carson said, one way to open your eyes is to ask yourself, what if I had never seen this before? What if I knew I would never see it again? I love that perspective anytime we're outside to think of it as if you've never seen it before and if you'll never see it again, maybe how would you see it differently? Um, And that goes for beautiful landscapes when you're on vacation at the beach or the mountains or just your own backyard. Um, I think it's easy to go through our daily lives and not really see. So let's walk through our five senses. So the first one is sight. Okay, what am I seeing right now? Guys, I am seeing rows and rows and rows. There are literally thousands of plants 
in this little six by 10 greenhouse just on the table that my computer is resting on right now. I have got zinnias, napa cabbage, romaine lettuce, calendula flowers, kale, and even more calendula. I've got probably four trays of calendula. I make a really healing hand salve from that. Um, there's also tomatoes and cucumbers and some new flowers that I'm growing this year. There's basil and all of them are kind of popping up now. They're looking really happy in here because we've really dialed in the level of heat and warmth and it's just been a really great environment for them. I'm so glad we added this greenhouse this year. So that is what I'm seeing, tons and tons of green in all different shades. I think that cucumber seedlings have to be one of the cutest seedlings there is. They actually look exactly like the seedling emoji like on Instagram or your phone emojis. It's hilarious. So um, I'm also seeing this crazy setup that I have in here. If you could only see like what I'm sitting on and <laughs> how wedged I am in here with my mic stand and the little skylight of our greenhouse we had to tie down with twine because we've had some really crazy windstorms here and it blew off last week or the week before. So that is tied down and I have a thermometer hanging from it. So there you go, a little glimpse inside the life of a farmer in early spring. As I look around this room full of plants that have already grown from tiny, tiny little seeds and will grow so much bigger than this, I am reminded that inside a seed the size of a speck is an entire world. And behind every plant or flower that emerges from that seed, there's a face and a story. I hope to remember that every single time. The day that that stops being a miracle is the day that I stop being a farmer, and I don't see that happening anytime soon. Okay, let's move on to hearing. I'm not going to lie, I've paused a couple times when cars and trucks have driven by. But other than that, I hear an airplane overhead. I hear the constant sound of birds in the distance. I've seen lots and lots of different birds coming out this spring, which means it's time for them to build their nests, which means that spring is really, really coming. I've seen mockingbirds today um, and heard their call. I've heard blue jays. And I hear the comings and goings of our barn kitchen. So I'm about, I don't know, 50 feet from our barn where we have our commercial kitchen where my husband, who is a chef, preps for all of our events, along with our kitchen team. So they're coming and going, opening the door to that room at the door to the walk-in cooler that we have at the barn. Some of the typical sounds that we hear out here in the countryside just during the middle of the day are dogs barking, birds, the wind kind of whipping through our valley right now. And usually around three o'clock, we hear the school bus coming down the road. So let's move on to taste. So I am not drinking or eating anything right now, but right before this, um, I had two really delicious things I wanted to share with you. So um, in a few previous episodes, I think my Rooted episode, I'll link to that in the show notes, I talked about how I'm working on learning how to bake sourdough bread this year. So that's been something that's been a huge goal for me that I've been working on constantly since the new year. And one of the things I'm learning to do is to make things with my sourdough discard. So that is the amount of sourdough that you take out every single day before you introduce new fresh flour and water. So some people throw it in the trash. I just can't do it. It's like really expensive, good quality flour. So there's all these different recipes of things you can make with your discard. So 
I am still tasting kind of the saltiness of the delicious sourdough discard crackers that I made last night and I had for lunch before this. And it's such an easy recipe. I've made it a few times and this last time was the absolute best version. So I'll link to that recipe in the show notes as well. I actually found some dried sage that I had dried this past summer and I crushed that up and put them in the crackers. It was so good. I added garlic and salt and pepper and that's it. So Um, I had that right before this, and then I also had a spoonful of really nourishing local raw honey from our sweet friends that live seven minutes down the road. Um, We went to their house a few weeks ago for dinner, and they gave us some honey to take home. I love that. I love that so much about neighbors here in the country. There's like this constant give and take of, here, do you want some of my honey? Let me give you some eggs. Or here's some raw milk. Let me give you some kimchi. Like We do this all the time out here, and it's really beautiful. So bartering is a beautiful thing and it doesn't matter where you live it's something fun that we can do and I think we forget that that is a great way to share whatever you have an abundance of and to try something new from someone else so I'm really thankful for that I took a scoop of that before I came out here it's really good for your throat and just really nourishing in all the ways it was really dark beautiful amber honey so that is what I am tasting today smell It smells like earth in here. It smells like dirt. I love the smell in early spring of wet soil. I'm also smelling frankincense essential oil that I rubbed on my skin earlier today um, on a spot that was kind of a blemish that was bothering me. So frankincense mixed with the smell of earth. How bad could that be, right? I think one of the reasons I love the smell of dirt and earth so much is because it reminds me of being a kid. Any of you out there remember just being a kid and playing outside in the dirt for hours and maybe that's something that is being lost a little bit in this generation that I'm trying to help us return to and trying to preserve is that kids need time to get their hands in the dirt no matter what age they are. It's not something that we outgrow. It's something I love now even as an adult and I'm trying to help us all to return to and reclaim in our lives. So if there is any way that you can dig in the dirt where you are, I promise you it will have so many benefits and the smell of it is therapeutic. Rachel Carson says, for the sense of smell almost more than any other has the power to recall memories and it's a pity that we use it so little. And I think that's true. I shared in a previous episode how when I had the dreaded virus that shall not be named, I lost my sense of smell like so many other people and I panicked at first. I was like, I would pretty much do anything to get my smell back. And I realize how much it punctuates our world. And without that sense of smell, we really are living in kind of a muted existence. So I am very thankful to have my sense of smell back. And I prayed, I was like, God, please just let me be able to smell my children's hair and dirt and earth. Like I can't imagine going through life not being able to smell those things. Also, garlic and onion sautéing in a pan. That's that's one of my other favorite smells. And I do agree with Rachel Carson that it really conjures up memories. Okay, touch. Um, well, I'm wearing a soft beanie right now because, as I said, it is freezing today. I'm also wearing some new yoga pants that I got. Um, my last pair of black yoga pants wore out, and so I got a new pair, and they are my favorite Zella leggings from Nordstrom Rack. So I will link to those again. They last for years. They're a great choice for a black legging that can be workout leggings or can be dressed up with other clothes. 
it's cool to notice the difference between the different types of leaves in their shape and their texture. So for example, a kale leaf is really bumpy and really thick and hardy feeling, even zinnia leaves. Um, and to me, it kind of corresponds with the hardiness of the plant. Um, and then we have some more delicate ones like the tomato leaves that are kind of feathery and basil leaves that are really smooth and shiny. I just love feeling all those textures. You should also definitely check out the reel that I did on Instagram on seed starting day because one of the best sensory experiences was digging my hands into the seed starting soil mix. It's like sensory play for grown-ups, and just kind of hydrating that with water. It starts out super dry and you add tons of water to hydrate it. And then just mixing that in a big container before putting it into the seed trays is just such a fun sensory experience. So I'm thinking of that too as I'm looking at all these trays filled with dirt about the day that I filled them all. All right, and that's it for our five senses. I hope that wherever you are, this conjured up some ideas for you and that it helped you to be more present in the moment. As I look around in this tiny little six by 10 greenhouse, I feel like it's kind of like my happy place right now. It's like my little she shed, which I've been wanting for years. And it's tiny and it's not anything extravagant, but I feel like myself when I'm in this room. I totally feel like myself. And I feel like I'm doing what I am called to do when I'm in this room and I'm moving towards a greater purpose there. So as we think about Rachel Carson and the example that she left us and how to steward the earth, let's think about some ways that we can each do that right where we are. Of course, I am always going to be a fan of you growing something, anything, even if it's a single herb. And I actually have a guide for you to do that, to grow your own basil plant. If you're on my email list, you should have gotten that guide at some point. Um, and if you're not, just go to christinemariebailey.com and join my email list and you'll get it right away. But I will walk you through how to grow just one single successful herb. And I promise once you get your hands on that soil and you see that you can grow something, you'll be inspired to grow more. And that's how we started in our urban backyard with one little tomato plant. And now we have an entire farm full of plants. So that's one way that we can contribute to the health of the environment around us. Another idea as we're approaching spring is to remember not to spray chemicals on your yards. I know that we all want the perfect green grass, but guys, it's not good. It's not good for pollinators. It's not good for the insects that actually contribute to the health of the soil, and it's not good for our health. So think about that. Um, dandelions are okay to be in your yard. Dandelions are actually food, and they're medicine. Um, I know that we see them as a weed, but let's not kill them. And a third idea is just to be aware. Be aware of the issues in the area where you live. Are there environmental issues that are threatening the health in your community? then let's absolutely use our voices and send emails to our senators and our House of Representatives and, and use our voices to speak up. That's definitely something that I want to teach my children as they get older that they have the power to do. Okay, as we close out here today, maybe think about a place outside where you feel like yourself. Take that image with you today. I hope that you have more peace and joy and courage. I'm going to end with one more quote from Rachel Carson. There is something infinitely healing in the repeated refrains of nature, the assurance that dawn comes after night and spring after winter. And spring is coming, friends. I know it's really snowy where some of you guys are and still really cold, but I promise you it is one of the biggest things that we can count on in this world. Spring is going to come. Take that with you, and I hope that you have a great day. I'll see you next time. so 
much for listening to this episode of the Kindred Life Podcast. I want you to know that your Kindred Life is worth it, and I'm cheering you on. If you love this episode, please subscribe and consider giving us a five-star review so other people can find this podcast. You can always find me online at christinemariebailey.com, where you can also join my email community, The Kindred Letter, so you don't miss a thing. You'll also get several freebies for signing up for my email list, including the first chapter of my audiobook and some fun free guides. You can also follow along on Instagram at Organic and at the Kindred Farm. See you next time.